You're listening to Supervision with a Vision, where we discuss all things supervision. I'm your host, Sarah, professional counselor, marriage and family therapist, play therapist, eating disorder specialist, and cookie lover, with my co-host, Heather, marriage and family therapist, certified together in Texas counselor, a Texas transplant from California, and outdoor adventurer. Hi, welcome to Supervision with a Vision. Today, Heather and I are talking about finding the chaos that helps us to do our best work. This week we read, A Healthy Mind Has Elements of Chaos, published in Psychology Today, 2023. Um, Heather, I mean, we kind of laughed and said, thank goodness right. that there, that um, <laughs> chaos um, can help us sometimes. Right. Um, so the first point in our article was that orderly does not always equal healthy. Right. I think I, um, at times, depending on the project or the space in life, have seen myself and probably my um, associates really struggle with everything needing to fit into a box and mm-hmm, everything needing mm-hmm. to check off and be yeah. exact. And in the world of mental health, that's just... It doesn't not, always work that way. No. It makes me think of... Um, like maybe if you've ever tried to organize a closet, right? When you're starting to organize it, you actually have the biggest mess, right? You have to start with a right? big mess, like as right. you're pulling things out, mm-hmm. or you're trying to get things in a more, you know, like condensed, like organized mm-hmm. or like logical way. At first, it just like you're making a giant mess, right? In order to get things in in a way that you like or that could be useful, correct. Or, okay, here's another closet example. (laughs) Have you ever organized a closet or a drawer or anything and then realized the way that you've organized it is completely not functional? Yes. Yes. And even though it might, you, it's organized, Mm -hmm. um, you can't get what you need. Right. It just doesn't work. There was a time over COVID where we had lots of extra time and I decided Mm -hmm. to do this area that is our counter, maybe has a junk drawer, maybe another, another drawer is supposed to be for like on the go stuff, keys, wallets, whatever. And I was like, oh, I'm going to organize it this way. And that's going to be so awesome. The problem being, I live with four other people mm-hmm. who use that space. And everyone was using it a little bit differently, which was part yes. of our problem. Yeah, yeah. But also to look and go, sometimes it just needs to function how it functions without there yeah. being parameters. Right. It. Yeah. So then taking that back to counseling, you're right that if we, the counselor or supervisor or our supervisees, think that everything is going to always be right tidy mm-hmm. organized logical it it just won't happen you know i relate this to uh, an associate and i just talked recently about something she was stuck on and she wanted to know specifically what i would use for that model that she's trying mm-hmm. to employ she was really trying to make it fit and i said okay well, let's start with i wouldn't have gone that way anyway like uh, that wouldn't have been my style this is your style and how mm-hmm. you are becoming a therapist but then also just because you've decided to do maybe something like EFT, if it's not working for the client, you've got to be able to like yeah. change your change your path, yeah. right? It's got to be something that... Um, so if you think you're going to be a counselor and it's going to be like a puzzle, right? Like all the puzzles will, all the pieces will fit together the same way every time. They just don't. Or every time the puzzle is going to turn out looking the same mm-hmm. at the end. It's going to make a rectangle. It won't, right. it won't work that way all the time. Right. Yeah. So orderly doesn't always equal healthy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes messy equals healthy. Yeah. 
Sometimes the um, ruffled edges equal healthy because the center mm-hmm. is strong. Mm-hmm. Oh, this makes me think of um, a time where I was working at a treatment center and we, I, I opened the treatment center mm-hmm. that we, my, the team that I had um, got opened the facility. Right. We were the first staff um, and everything we had was all the materials, all the, all the stuff in the building was nice and new and pretty and chosen on purpose and looked really nice. And it was too perfect. Right. It was too, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, Needed to be and, roughed up. <laughs> right. Not, not that you want it to look beat up, worn out, mm-hmm. but it was so perfect. You felt like you couldn't move things right. or use things. And one day, um, I actually think it was right close to a holiday, maybe. Mm -hmm. And so we were still programming and doing things, but it was a little more relaxed and it was kind of a funny day. And so one of the groups must have something related to or about um, self-care or coping or something like that. Um, And so the activity was that they were going to have their discussion in their group while they were painting fingernails, doing, you know, some some self-care kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, and someone, I don't know if it was fingernail polish or fingernail polish remover, but they spilt it on this really long, pretty, completely mm-hmm. brand new conference table. Oops. <laughs> and I and I walked in and the staff person went, I'm so sorry. And she was just tripping over herself mm-hmm. to say how upset she was. And I, well, I'll fix it. I'll figure out how to, I mean, some right. my husband will come. We'll fix right. it. We'll fix it. <laughs> And I went, I like it. Right. Doesn't it finally say yeah. we do things here? Right. We It's lived in. Right. We do things here. We, mm-hmm. we are here being busy and working right. hard. Uh, don't touch it. Mm-hmm. It's Let it be. Let it be. Um, that, yeah, sometimes too tidy is not necessarily healthy or useful right. or purposeful. Right. Okay. Our next point is... Not too much, not too little, just right. Right. I mean, I think there's a point where the chaos can be out of control. Yeah. If you now use this conference table and all 12 people at the conference table have gotten nail polish on the conference table, maybe too much. Right. Or if we just like (laughs) are throwing bottles and fingernails, open fingernail polish across the room or something just out of control. And I think a lot of times with really green um, new baby therapists that come into Mm -hmm. the world, they can feel that way. Like they're just throwing darts. Yeah. Like what's going to stick? What's going to work? Yeah. We can't, I mean, throwing fingernail polish across the room is extreme, but have you ever had a situation with a, either maybe yourself with a client or a supervisee that you went and that was out of control? Um, well, I mean, I don't know if I've shared that. I think I've shared the story in the podcast before where I had, it was a family session mm-hmm. and one of the adult members stormed out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I take a little, I'll take 10% of that responsibility. I actually think that could be the just right. Yeah. I mean, f- to me, right. for example, out of control or too much chaos would have been with whatever emotion or situation was happening. What if they had stayed? Yeah, it would have been it way too have, much. Right, right. Escalated. It would have gotten too intense for too many people. Right. And we could have just ended the session completely and mm-hmm. not addressed what was really going on. Mm-hmm. And that would have been too little. Right. That would have mm-hmm. been. Um, one day I get this had to have been almost 10 years ago. Um, I was supervising someone for play therapy and, um, 
she was a very new counselor and also very new to play therapy. And she had really, it was really impressive, Mm -hmm. really beautiful, very tightly curled hair. Okay. Blonde. I mean, when I think about back about it, it, her hair was very blonde, very shiny and very curly. Mm -hmm. Like. Right. I don't know how. I mean, yes. Yes. Um, The chaos was, and it was, uh, to me, it was <laughs> leaning in the direction of too chaotic. It was too much out of control okay. and no longer purposeful or therapeutic. Okay. Right. Um, this kid was pretty little, um, and so I don't think malicious at all, um, but the kid wanted her to play with the sand and the water. And at some point, um, the kid had her said, um, lay down. Mm-hmm. And this brand new counselor put <laughs> that amazing, curly, shiny, blonde hair Ooh. in the sandbox. Right. You're like, what happened there? And then <laughs> the kid, quick as a whip, but I mean, I, so the counselor definitely knowingly put her head in, in the, the sandbox, sandbox. But that kid then poured water. Mm-hmm. So she already had a head full of sand. Right. And now we're pouring. And now water. And... Yep, yep, she just. Much. Yep, it was too much. <laughs> That's overshooting yeah. the runway just a tad. Yeah. Um, when do you think? Have you, can you think of a time where there was chaos, but you f- thought like, nope, that's actually the right balance, or that felt like somehow useful? I think a lot of times with clients when I'm doing family sessions, mm-hmm. um, a lot of my teenagers will get really worked up about having a family session. They get mm-hmm. really like. What's going to happen? What do we say? They need a lot of prep to mm-hmm. how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. And they feel very out of control about it. Mm-hmm. But they want that structure. And like, yeah. don't say this. Say this. Don't do, you know, they want that. But I can think of a session not too long ago that I had that it ended up, yes, I got to see the banter between yeah. the parents mm-hmm. and the teenagers. And that was good because I got mm-hmm. a better understanding of what it was. But also, like, I was able to let it go just enough to yeah. like, okay, so pause and mm-hmm. with the third party in the room able to kind of separate mm-hmm. some dynamics so that part i think is always great especially when you go into it with so much anticipation i'm sure the parents were also like yeah. what is this going to be what is yeah. this you know even while you're describing it i think i'm appreciating that like your experience allowed you to do that with finesse yes and it to not feel but it out could, of control. Right. Right. 15 but, years ago, it felt really right. A brand new, very young, not as confident counselor. One, maybe couldn't have handled it the same way, but also would have felt very different going yes. into that. Yes. Um, I'm thinking about recently I had a little girl client. Maybe she was like third grade. If I'm remembering right. Um. And it's kind of slow to get going and, you know, Mm -hmm. like a lot of kids are in in a play session that she wasn't sure what she was allowed to do or what she wanted to do. um, But once she got going, what she wanted to do was paint. Mm -hmm. And every single time she painted, we were right there on the edge of chaos and organization. (laughs) And um, many times after, and I think that she was really aware of it, too. Mm -hmm. Um, because maybe the first couple of times she would like apologize or Mm -hmm. like she was trying to stay within some kind of boundary that she created as right acceptable. And I went, I mean, I told you you could paint, so Mm -hmm. you could paint. That's what happened. I mean, yeah, 
Um, but I, afterwards, I did a lot of wiping down, mm-hmm. spraying things, resetting things. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it did, it never got to a point where it was so out of control. Right. There was no squirting that, pain across the room. There was no. No. I mean, she was tr- in. I mean, she, she just needed mm-hmm. to be a little outside of the right. lines. It was good for her. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a good example mm-hmm. of not to, to some. Right. Not too much. Like, what would be an example? She would come out and kind of amazing. I don't think she ever got very much on her clothes, but she would get a lot of paint and it was just washable mm-hmm. water-based right. temper paint. Um, she would have a lot on her hands mm-hmm. that where she would come out, she would like have to hold her hands up. out yeah. and up and mm-hmm. away from herself and let me open the door to get, to get her and yeah. like, mm-hmm. oh, let me turn the light on for you. Mm-hmm. But I didn't ever stop her from don't do that because you're going to get paint on stuff later. Right. That And she would let me, you know, she'd hold her hands up and, and let me open mm-hmm. the door, turn the light on. I don't, I can't remember if maybe even I let her turn the faucet on because again you just wash it up rinse it off with right. water but it's not even that process great to think about how therapeutic truly that mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. in the process for her mm-hmm. like who knows what the rules were at school or at home or you know about yeah. paint or about what could happen and mm-hmm. about someone else setting boundaries yeah. i mean it's a lot and even her final product i remember was always very like globby with paint yeah. like real thick uh-huh um Whatever. I don't care. It's temper paint. Right. Definitely. It'll wash off. Or flake off later. <laughs> or we, yeah. we didn't like, right. We didn't like waste a bunch of waste mm-hmm. paint or, or, you know, who cares? It's temper. It's cheap. Right. Um, great. And I, I even like train getting whatever she made to a place where I could save it for her for later. It would be heavy. Yeah, you're paint. like, where does this dry for and, the next three yeah, days? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't even think she ever took anything home. Wow. She didn't need it to go home with her. It was just doing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very good. Um, But imagine if I had cut all of that short. Oh, yeah. Like, um, I feel like I do this sometimes, depending on the kid or the situation. But I feel like this happens to kids a lot. Like, if they're using glue Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, that's enough glue. Right. No, no, no. That's enough. That's enough. Um, If I had said that to her about the paint, it would not have been the same. Right. When I was working um, in childcare still at a preschool, I had a colleague that when we did art projects where it involved paint and we had these little tables and you could probably put three kids next to each other in a row. Mm-hmm. She would put the papers out and then she would put painter's tape around the outsides of the paper because somehow the border of the paper wasn't enough. <laughs> but I found out later she liked how it looked when kids would do their oh. painting and then you'd peel off the painter's tape and have later a, like and a have sharp a line. Yeah. She liked the look of it, but oh. I always thought it was, and it stuck with me for years because I always thought, Oh my gosh, first of all, all the extra effort of working in her, I was like at that point in like an aide between two classrooms mm-hmm. and I had polar opposite teachers. I had mm-hmm. one teacher on one side that was like party mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. You wanted to be in that room. What was happening? It was exciting. And then I had the other side where I think she was manicuring perfect robots mm-hmm. of how to, Mm-hmm. When we were in this class, we paint like this and we use a paint cup and a paintbrush and there's one per, you know, mm-hmm. but it's funny because the kids were the same age. It was just the structure. Yeah. But <laughs> when I, uh, for a little bit, had kids that young, like kindergarten age. And one of the things that I like to do, I think we, we kind of got into a, because I liked it. We got mm-hmm. into a routine where we would do it on Fridays a lot. The tables would be marker and crayon mm-hmm. and paint oh, and yeah. stuff. All, and I would put, sit them, um, 
add the table and then pray, spray shaving cream oh, yes. all over the table. Loved that. Which would clean it mm-hmm. and, the, and, and I had, had fun. fun. Right. And I w- it would get pretty yeah. silly. Mm-hmm. Um, who cares if it fell on the floor? Right. It's or, just shaving cream. It's just shaving cream. Right. We'll just clean it up. So it would get on them and right. on the table and on the floor and on the mm-hmm. some in their hair. Right. And I'm like, whatever. Right. Wipe them down later. Right. It's all good. <laughs> the kid, the table, the carpet, whatever. All of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the uh, in the other direction when things are too organized mm-hmm. or maybe the right amount of organized okay so i think in what we talked about at the beginning where you can organize a closet right mm-hmm. if it's too organized there are certain personalities that then can't handle it if you just toss a sweater on a hook instead of hanging it up on a mm-hmm. like there are certain personalities that can't tolerate that like it it feeds anxiety for them mm-hmm. and so i think it's about knowing like that balance, if if something's too much one direction, yeah. it's not balanced. Well, have you ever had a client where they're leaning in the direction of too far organized or structured and you're kind of pulling in the <laughs> other direction? I have actually. Yeah, recently. Yeah. Um, and not so much in supervision, but with a client where I'm like, oh, it's okay to color outside the lines. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to an adult, not a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, what would it be like if you didn't have Chinese food on mm-hmm. Christmas night and you ate yeah. something else instead? I don't know why I hadn't thought of that. I have a client right now that, um, or not, oh, sorry, not a client, a supervisee that they keep, they're working in a treatment facility and Every time we conceptualize a client, they're thinking about and using words that other providers use. Mm, so they're yes. talking like a nurse. Mm-hmm. And or like, they're wait. talking like, <laughs> I mean, that's, yes, that is one way to say it. But what if we said it in your words? Mm-hmm. Or how would you describe it? What was the other thing? This actually happened very recently. Um, they, the, the supervisee said something to the effect of, um, they're resistant. Oh, that's what they said. Okay. They, the client, okay. the supervisee used the word resistant and I made a face and said, <laughs> what if we, let's get rid of that word. Think about another way to say the same thing. And the supervisee stopped for a second and I was surprised at how quickly and mm-hmm. how accurately they came back and said, my client is scared. And I, I went, oh, oh, nailed it. Right. That's completely yes, different. Right. That is mm-hmm. so good. That helps us. Right. Okay. Now we know it's not that the client is fighting you. The, the client is scared. Right. What do we do with the fact that the client feels scared? Mm-hmm. And that totally changed the direction of the Absolutely. whole, what we talked about. Right. That... Um, and I think resistant to me, when we talk about resistance and counseling, it is just a description of what you're seeing on the outside right? and not really the, the client's experience, right. um, that somebody might appear resistant for a whole lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but why is very important. Well, and I think that happens so much in our line of work, just with mental health and just different ideas of things. I have, um, a supervisee that would self say she's very anxious about mm-hmm. I mean, she would mm. own that. And she'll usually when I do my check in at the very beginning of session, anxious, anxiety, I'm anxious about this anxious. That, okay, we're gonna get to that in just a minute, like anxious, like that's how she describes everything. Uh-huh. And we were talking about something and I went, hmm, you said you were anxious about that. I'm not sure if I'm 
getting anxious from you. I mean, uh-huh. it kind of turned into you know, that borderline oh, of therapy. And I was I, like, what are you really carrying? Because you're telling me anxious. And mm-hmm. that's the busyness on the outside fits with yeah, anxious. Yeah. But as you're talking about it, it doesn't seem anxious. And then she was able to label it sad. It's mm-hmm. anticipatory sadness, but it's sad. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, so why aren't we comfortable being sad? Like, yeah. We can be sad. Yeah. Like that's, it's okay to be sad. And this in particular was talking about transitioning a client to a different therapist and just some things that had happened where she worked that were not, she didn't get to pick and it was happening, mm. you know, where caseloads were being shifted around and yeah. she was like, but I won't know the ending of the story. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I was going to say that and, and that fits so well. I was, you're, as you were talking, I was thinking when we get too organized or structured in supervision, I think we get really caught up in the business. Yes. Uh, so much whatever that means like the um the actual money side of things Mm -hmm. or but we always do this in supervision or this is how treatment progresses and this is how it goes we get caught up in the supposed to's yes and we either don't make room for how we feel or we don't leave enough space for maybe it could be different this time Mm -hmm. that i think those are the times where too much organization yeah. doesn't serve us well. Very true. Hmm. Okay. Our The last point in the article was take a closer look at this chaos. Mm-hmm. And what does it mean or what purpose does it serve? Um, what do you think when you've been met with chaos in supervision or counseling and maybe and also the opposite right. lack right. of chaos? Um, what does it mean or what purpose does it serve? It usually for me real quick, if it's a lot of chaos mm-hmm. or if it's so super structured for the extremes, right? Yeah. Super structured or super chaotic. It always makes me almost have like a pause point with like, oh, oh, grab your not- attention. Yeah. Like, oh, this is so structured. Like what what's happening here? Mm. Or if it's really chaotic, how much do I need to be comfortable with this chaos? Like how much do I need to you know oh okay so it's a signal to you right to notice and one of the things that you check in with when you notice is is it me or is it the other person right do i need to change something or is this how this group functions and i need to help in a different way like maybe when you're looking reflecting on yourself it could be am i do i have more chaos today right or do i have a need for more structure today Mm -hmm. and and figuring out why right the in-between. Uh-huh. And then when you're looking at someone else, you're asking the same questions. Why right. does this person have a need for more structure right. in this situation? Or why does it, why do they feel more chaotic in mm-hmm. this situation? Actually, mm-hmm. that's like a kernel. That's like a nugget of life. Like if, yeah. you, if people could be more aware of what's going on in, in people's reactions to things and just pause for a second and go, wait a minute, yeah. what, wait, why do I have this thought? And then why are they dealing with that? Either one way, right? If yeah. it's super structured in order that's needed, or if it's just the little girl that's painting that needs a little bit more freedom. Hmm. I'm, I'm asking myself those questions about my current supervisees. Okay. And wondering, I don't know what the answer is yet, but I'm asking, so I'm thinking, okay, is this person feeling more chaotic or more structured? And what do they get out of that? Or what purpose does it serve? Mm -hmm. Mm. I think we could say at any point along the time that you're in supervision, it probably flux like a lot. Oh, yeah. Like it goes from like, straight out of school with like this idea of super, super order and structure. And then maybe it just goes off the rails to a little too chaotic, and then maybe comes back in. Well, and I think, I mean, some of it has to do with their experience 
in their job or their role. Right. But I think some of I'm all right now I'm thinking about some of my current ones and how chaos slash organization finds its place in their life. Right. That it's not just them as a counselor, but um, I have one supervisee. We just wrapped up. We just finished our hours. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, And she stayed in the same job the entire time. And maybe I think she and I should have this conversation. But um, (laughs) I think I've been thinking she doesn't love it, but it really serves her well right now. Okay. And that she knew she had awareness of that. Mm-hmm. And so she stuck with it. Right. She kind of saw so, it to the end. Right. It needed to happen. So uh, there were the structure or the stability of it worked well for her during that time period. Mm-hmm. And so she did it. Right. Because it worked. It worked out. Um, changing would have meant a little bit more chaos that she just wasn't ready for it didn't right, just didn't, didn't want to take on at right. that time but that doesn't mean that down the road she might not decide i think i want a different position right. and yes that will mean some little a little added chaos of just starting a new job or learning mm-hmm. something new but that maybe she has the room to do it right she has a little more space down the road to have that because mm-hmm. she kind of almost almost built up some Mm-hmm. space for it because right. she knew just finishing and getting through the last little bit was mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. um so to in my mind and this is the part i'd be interested in asking her in my mind i think that for a period of time she struck a nice balance of mm-hmm. just right right enough chaos enough balance and structure that she that it worked for her right. and and helped her finish her goal yeah and seemed to make a big difference mm-hmm. i feel like um, again, I'll talk, I want, I'm going to have a conversation with her about it, but I think, um, that to me, that's part of supervision, helping them to find that Absolutely. so that they can reach their goal. Right. And I think that even can go further into, um, more of a like consultation, like past a supervision mm-hmm. point, like when mm-hmm. we're consulting with our colleagues to also have a cue on like, well, what else is happening in your life other than this work stuff that you're thinking about yeah. making this shift, but like, what else is going on? Uh-huh. Like, what are the other pieces that are feeding into your thought process? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. That's, so we're finding our balance. We're helping supervisees and clients find theirs at the same time. Right. And that can mm-hmm. shift depending on where oh, we're yeah, at. Oh yeah, it's constantly <laughs> moving. Yeah. Uh, Well, thanks today for listening to Supervision with a Vision. Heather and I would love to hear about your system of chaos that works best for you, as well as any ideas that you might have for future episodes. Thanks.